You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Chris Spangle Show. My name is Chris Spangle. I am here to present an episode to you that was going to be one of my first episodes for a podcast that I was going to start, and I may still start. It's called Podcasting and Platforms. I ultimately decided that I needed to invest my energy into We Are Libertarians, obviously, uh, and I just don't have room to start a second podcast at this point between a full-time job and uh, doing, you know... 20 hours of reading for the show and uh, all the all the platform work plus trying to live a life at the same time. So I didn't want to start a second platform. I get asked all the time about how to do podcasting and uh, I have done several podcasts about podcasting, which you've you've heard over the last uh, few episodes. And this was one of those first episodes for podcasting and platforms. And uh, I wanted to put it out because there's a lot of valuable information. A friend of mine is a multimedia teacher, Don Wetrick, and he asked if I would sit down and talk to a couple of his students as they start out their podcasting career. And I decided to record it because they had a lot of questions. They had a lot of really good questions. Uh, and I think there are a lot of valuable tips from both them and myself in this episode. And I wanted to make sure that that got out there because, A, they put the time to come down and record the episode, and B, I think it's valuable. So if you have any questions about podcasting, feel free to always hit me up. I am probably going to do some of the how-to podcasting stuff in this feed over time, and eventually I will do the podcasting and platforms, you know, how-to down the road, but for now, I've got to focus on on my passion, which is political commentary. Here is my conversation with two of Don Wetrick's students. Welcome to Podcasting and Platforms. My name is Chris Spangle, and we are here to teach you how to build out podcasts and platforms. And this series is called Save My Podcast, and I am joined by uh, two high school students, correct? Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Sarah Schaefer. She is the she is a podcaster at the Humanitarian on SoundCloud, and Sarah, you're in high school. Yeah, I'm a senior. Okay, and we're also joined by Courtney Magnet Magson. Mm-hmm. All right, yep, Cor- Magson. Ma- Courtney Magson, and her podcast is Humans of Indie on Anchor, 
And uh, are you a senior as well? I am. Now, yep. are you two besties? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Future I, I, college roommates. Oh, yep. where are you guys going to go to school? IPUI. Okay, that's yep. where I went. It's a great school here in Indianapolis. Uh, it, it's great. It's a great decision because you'll be in Indianapolis. You'll be in the big city yeah. here mm-hmm. in Indiana, and that's how I got a, an internship in radio yeah. in 2004. Which makes you, wh- how were you guys born in 2004? Yeah, I was four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So in 2004 is when I started my career. So that's how long I've been doing this, <laughs> and uh, we're we're going to talk to them about their podcast as they start out uh, growing. How long have you done uh, your podcast, Sarah? Um, well, this new podcast is brand new she's four weeks old mm-hmm. um but i uh last year my junior year i did this podcast called it's lit and it was basically like featuring very talented writers at my high school and like um i just didn't like it like i didn't really right. feel it so like i wanted to like kind of rebrand and like do something new so that happens yeah i uh i did the chris spangle show and it was a feed for many years and i was just like I just don't know what to do with this anymore, and I don't like having my name on the show, so I'm going to uh, switch up and do something different, and that's what this feed became, so it's yeah. very common. And, and Courtney, how old's your podcast? Um, a week old. A week old? It's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty new idea. Um, just recently came up, and I've just decided just, you know, I'm just going to stick with podcasting and see where it goes. So, yep, just about a week old. Yeah, the key is really just gritting it out when you don't want to yep. do it anymore. If, if you're really committed to it, then you stick with it. So, so you guys have two new podcasts, and you have a bunch of questions. So I want to start, uh, start with Sarah. So what are some of your questions that you have about your podcast, The Humanitarian? Um, I think the first thing is... Like, is there an important, like, format to follow to kind of make it, like, like the production, like, give it that, like, professional feel to it? Uh, so you're talking about the actual sound. So when, when I hit it, when I hit play, you're talking about what kind of introductions and what yeah. kind of flow it should have. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it is, it, part of it, if you're beginning, yeah. is about getting your, your feet wet and just kind of walking through it like i think if you wait to make it sound as uber professional then you're never going to get it started so first off you want to just get going and keep it going i think if you listen to we are libertarians over five and a half years you know the main podcast that i do you hear the intro and the production values change and increase over time and as you do this you're you you can go for a certain sound. There's the NPR sound, which is more storytelling and fun, bouncy music in the background, and everybody kind of talks like this, and so they introduce it like this. Yes. You know, uh, whereas we are more traditional, where we have you know some commercials at the beginning, and then some what are called liners. Uh, so if you listen to, for instance, We Are Libertarians, my podcast, it starts out with a network ID. And that is a way to promote the other podcast on the network and to let people know that they're listening to one of my podcasts uh, on our network. And then it goes into uh, some commercials. And then breaking up the commercials are what are called liners, which are little 10-second pieces of audio promoting something else. Because I'm really bad about for- – I-, I forget to promote things like donating or our Facebook our private Facebook group or our website. And so I've made liners that I put in their pre-produced pieces that then transition 
and then we go into the intro music and then I introduce it. Now, that's all pre-produced. That's all pre-produced stuff that those are files I input into the the basically when you're syncing everything up yeah. in Adobe Audition, which is what I use, then you are it, it just makes it easy on me. Uh, some people mix all of that stuff live. They have an iPad, like I have an app called SoundSlate, where they use Boss Jock, and, and they do it live. They mix it like a radio show, and they're pushing buttons. Again, I forget that I'm too... I, I forget. I'm too ADD and scatterbrained, mm-hmm. and there's people in the room, and so I'm not worrying about that. I'm focused on giving uh, the best intro and conversation at the beginning of the show that I can, because I think that's the most important thing. So... It really comes down to what kind of workflow works best for you and what you want to test out. I, I, you can go on something called Fiverr and yeah, yeah you can get an intro made or get a friend to do it. Yeah. You, you know, I use my own voice. I may up, up, update that and <clears throat> use some professional sounding voices. I just never had the money to do it. Uh, and people don't seem to care that it's my voice. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. also kind of important, you know, people listen to your podcast and they like you, that's why they listen, so they don't mind that it's your voice. Yeah. So, but I do go on something called Audio Jungle and get the music that I underlay on those commercials because I think if you start out uh, commercial, commercial, liner, intro, and there's no music under any of that and it's all dry, mm-hmm. it, it sounds... Only Joe Rogan can get away with that, and none of us are Joe Rogan. <laughs> so, so uh, I recommend going to Audio Jungle and getting some music. You know, it can be anywhere from ten to fifty to twenty dollars for that one piece of music. But you're going to use that every episode. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so what what have you kind of thought in terms of sequencing the beginning of your show? So right now on the Humanitarian, I have two podcasts up and they're a little rough but okay. i like don is just like so persistent about like content 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 who's like who's donna don sorry don you're don your teacher. Okay. yeah um so he's just persistent about like even if it sucks like you just have to keep doing it yes and um the first two um they kind of just have like a sloppy introduction of like i'm just trying to like get into it mm-hmm. and um and then, oh, wait, I also have a third one up. I forgot I posted that on Friday. But I'm working with my friend Alex, um, and she is producing, like, this, like, mix for me for the introduction, and then she's also going to produce, um, like, the under music and stuff. So, like, yeah. I've thought about it, but I didn't know, like, how important it was to, um, like, get it going as soon as possible kind of thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, as the most important thing is just doing the show. Yeah. You know, for instance, I, I this is the first episode of podcasting on platforms that I'm recording. Now it will be like second or third in the release, but I have not thought out the actual introduction. I've not thought out the music. I've not thought out. Uh, I don't have the website built yet. By the time this airs, I may have it. But I wanted to get started recording the show today. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and if you go and listen to episode 15, you're going to hear much more polish. But the most important thing is push yourself out of the plane and do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will evolve over time. And the most important thing is the content body. Now, the, the music that you lay under, the terminology for that is a bed. Okay. So a music bed. So f- from the radio world, that is that is what we call it there. Uh, now, Courtney, what are some of the what's the first questions that you uh, have for humans of indie? So I basically i don't know who to start with so since i'm focusing on humans of indie i don't know if i should start with people 
um, out of my hometown that are kind of like not well known just to get their story or if I should try to network out to like like wider known people Mm -hmm. um, in Central Indy like I'm just not sure where to start to gain a following okay so we we have a podcast series called the cost on we're libertarians and it's it's I'm not trying to copy NPR, but it's it's storytelling through conversation where I sit down and we start from point A and walk through C, B, D, mm-hmm. E and tell you their story in a linear fashion about how the government how government policy has affected them. Uh, it's not it's not in the NPR style in terms of, you know, I don't do a Guy Raz impression at the beginning and add a bunch of music throughout or whatever. It's not like that 30-minute tight storytelling mm-hmm. type thing. It's more conversational storytelling. Uh, and so I think you really want to focus on storytelling. I think that's really what you're going after mm-hmm. is that you want to tell people stories. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so you need to think about how you want to produce the end product. I think you need to begin with the end in mind. And are you going to do more of that slick, polished NPR sound, uh, which I think is is much more work, but it's much more gripping because I say that because they're leading the charts and they're making a ton of money at NPR Mm -hmm. doing podcasting. You also have a very uh, soft, sweet voice that sounds like NPR. Uh, and you, you probably don't have a lot of interviewing skills yet. Uh, so, y- you know, I've, I worked as a, a, a reporter for a time. I've asked a bunch of questions of a bunch of people. So I've got those reps in. I've got those chops. So I don't need to do a ton of preparation. I still get nervous doing interviews, mm-hmm. and I don't do a lot of interviews because I don't like to do a lot of interviews. Um, but when we have done the cost series... I've started with people that I know well because I wanted to get some reps with people that would be forgiving of me making a mistake or me not. Uh, if you know someone pretty well, they're going to help you along in the conversation mm-hmm. a little bit more. And they're also going to be your weaker episodes. And so when you get a big name, you, you want to be 10 episodes in. Mm-hmm. You, because then you're going to have 10 episodes of growth and experience. And if you, you start out with your first episode, let's say you know you get the mayor of Indianapolis to tell his story and you get a bunch of downloads, but it's your first episode and you mm-hmm. sound unpolished, people are, are going to turn it off and not come back. Yeah. So you want to... The, 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 <laughs> The best way to kill a bad product is through good marketing. So, and getting big names is a good marketing strategy for a podcast. But it's also not the best way to start your career if you don't have the kind of experience that mm-hmm. I might have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can, I have the confidence to sit down with somebody and go through that stuff. If you're thinking about doing uh, the NPR sound, there is a book called Sound Reporting. And Out on the Wire, those two books are about how to make that kind of storytelling podcast. There's a podcast about that. And I forget what the name... There is a podcast about how these shows are made. Um, There's also another podcast um, called Startup by Gimlet. And the first season was about how he started Gimlet and his podcast network. And he worked for NPR and went and and did that. So, So those are some of the resources that I think that you could take a look at that will kind of help you get started as you make the decision if you see their workflow mm-hmm. and what kind of effort it takes and you go i don't know that i can balance this right now 
um, then start with that conversational storytelling and then move into more production over time once you get a little bit better at it. All right. But storytelling is a a great... uh, So does that help answer your question? Yeah, it does. Thank you. All right. Courtney, what's your second question? No, Um, I'm sorry. I looked at Sarah and said, Courtney, I (laughs) I apologize. Sarah, what is your your second question that you're... What's the second problem you're having for the humanitarian? um, I think, like, a big thing is, like, how to deal with a very like uncooperative guest and so like i feel like you got into it a little bit with like having really polished interviewing skills Mm -hmm. but like are there certain things that you can do to kind of like make them talk more or (laughs) um sometimes yes sometimes no it depends if they're in a bad mood (laughs) you 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 can kind of joke your way out of that and get them to open up and feel comfortable yeah uh i think familiarity and uh if you're doing an interview you two seem very uh open and conversational and friendly and i'm the same way and so you know we had a 10 minute 15 minute chat before yeah you know we we didn't seem to have to sit there and have a long conversation or get really deep but if you've got someone that is, uh, let's say, low energy, yeah. Uh, sometimes having a conversation with them and kind of drawing them out a little bit before you start the show helps a lot. Okay. Uh, if you're in the middle of it and they're one-word answer type people, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you could always just politely, gently stop and say, how's the best way to put this? Um, and you have to do it very delicately because mm-hmm. you don't want the ma- person to make them feel like they're sucking. Because mm-hmm. what I have found is that anytime I've done an interview or I've had an interview or I've conducted an interview, the other person really wants to do a good job. They want to perform. They want to give as good of an interview and give value to your audience and to you as you know, very often we think that if we're doing an interview we're bothering them and taking up their time but a lot a lot of times it's like the coolest thing they've done in their week you know and so if you can gently just kind of say beforehand what your expectations are uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you questions and give me as long and as detailed of an answer as possible there are some people like i'm the worst about shutting up when i'm on a podcast like the host is like yeah, uh, Courtney's pointing at Sarah that she talks too much. Yes. Um, and so I have to really edit myself and the host has to scream at me to be quiet. But sometimes people need that that conversation before to let them know that vulnerability is okay. I would use that word. You know, we want you to be as vulnerable as possible in your answers without giving away secrets mm-hmm. because that's going to give people, the listener, the best value. And I think... If you can just remind people at the beginning that you do this podcast because you're trying to help the listener get something. Yeah. You know, for We Are Libertarians, we're trying to teach people about politics in a, in a fun way. For this podcast, we're trying to take people like yourself who are passionate about podcasting and helping them do it as effectively as possible. Mm-hmm. It's important that in this conversation that we're having, the people listening get something out of it. And I think if you can take you and them out of the equation and put it on the audience that is listening sometimes that can help them free their mind up a little bit if sometimes you're just going to have a crappy interview they're either going to be rude or they're going to just be dry and boring 
Is it rude to just like be like it's not going up because it was trash? Like, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you're trash. Your show's trash. Um, <laughs> like your ego's trash. Your personality's trash. I, it, I've never not put something up, but I've never really had that experience where it's just kind of not worked out. Yeah. I mean, you could, uh, you. <laughs> I never want to advocate lying, but you could just say I had a problem with the recorder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, because I totally understand the impulse to not want to hurt that person's feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could say if you think that they were in a bad mood, and like let's say they just got stage fright, and you need to do it a second time. I had a problem with the recorder. Can we do it over again? Yeah, you know, and and then that second time because they've got that first experience doing an interview, maybe it'll go better. Um, if that's trash, then just oh well. Move but, on. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's. I would rather not release an episode that I think is just really bad because I <laughs> I think about all the time over 223 episodes, um, and five and a half years, it 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 could keep me up at night if I wanted to let it about all the people that listen to bad audio quality or bad conversation and heard our podcast and never came back and never will again. Mm-hmm. You know, because thousands of people have cycled through our podcast and you 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 put out a bad episode, you may never get that person back. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's it's better to hurt that person's feelings than to risk the growth of your podcast and brand. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was like kind of feeling with the whole like Wednesday incident as like I like I literally waited three days to send them an email because like I couldn't like yeah I just couldn't do it I was like I feel so bad because like I was I feel like I was more excited to talk to them than they were right which I think was part of the problem but like also the original person I was going to interview like he had to have this other guy fill in like last minute and so it was just like the sequence of events that just like slowly deteriorated the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to go back and I I also kind of wanted to ask like your opinion on this, but this company has such like a wide variety of different positions and I don't think that there's anyone at the company who like knows everything. Mm-hmm. And so like would it be okay if I did like a podcast with like different like segments of people's interviews absolutely okay yeah and that and that may be one way to do it so if, if this particular person wasn't good this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory shopify pos has everything you need to sell in person go to shopify.com system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You may find a couple gems in there and then, yeah. you know, start out by saying, here's the goal of the episode. Here's the people that we talked to. The first person I talked to was in a clip. I mean, you, yeah. you can start out with doing it in chunks or you can get as elaborate as something like a Freakonomics episode, for instance, where it's, you know, different voices weaved throughout the entire conversation. So uh, it, they make one good point that that takes more editing and more talent. Yeah. You know, but I think anytime you the more effort you put into something, the more results you're going to get and the better it's going to 
end up. Yeah. You know, the harder mm-hmm. you work, the better the quality will be, the more you will be rewarded. Yeah. And if you do things the lazy way, then you end up producing a lazy product and it's not as good. So so yeah, I think it's there's there's no harm in going back and, and saying is there somebody else I can talk to? You yeah. know, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't throw anybody under the bus or whatever. But I it's, think I just wanted my original guy back. Like I wanted, but he like had a last minute like right. obligation, and yeah. I was just like, okay. I mean, I feel like you could always go back and say, hey, I just need more information from a different person or someone in a different field. Than this Absolutely, guy. or fol- yeah. following up and saying, hey, I have a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Can I do another five? Can I take five, ten more minutes of your time? Yeah, yeah. then that's okay too. Okay. So, Courtney, uh, what is your next question for your podcast, Humans of Indie? So, since my podcast is so new, I haven't really run into, like, a lot of struggles yet with mm-hmm. it, but I was wondering if I can ask some general questions about podcasts. Sure. Um, so, what do you think is the number one reason most podcasts fail? I think that people have unrealistic expectations at the beginning. Okay. And I think that people don't realize it's going to be hard work. And people just assume that if they sit down in front of a microphone, they they will start making money because they see somebody like John Lee Dumas making two hundred thousand dollars a month on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be me in six months. Six months comes around, they're fifteen episodes in, they've got maybe sixty listeners mm-hmm. or a hundred listeners. And they just go, Well, this is a lot of work for very little benefit. Mm-hmm. And it was Three, four years before I actually made a single dime to cover the costs of We Are Libertarians, and I'm still making no profit because I'm plowing it all back into the business. You know, it's it's been great where I've had, you know, if I don't have enough money for a, a, a tank of gas, I've I've taken some of the revenue for that, but for the most part, it pays for the hosting. It pays for... Uh, you know, email services. It pays for all kinds of different things. It pays for equipment upgrades. When when we raise money, it's it's not a profitable business. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an expensive hobby mm-hmm. or an unprofitable business for mm-hmm. a very long time. And so, I think people listen to some of these business quote unquote podcasts and get very excited about the prospect of making a ton of money because they're gonna build a sales funnel and they don't realize like it's hard to build an audience. Mm -hmm. And you gotta be really talented to build an audience. But the key to talent is doing something over and over and over till you get good at it. Mm -hmm. And so where you two, you know, if you're, what are you, 17, 18? 17. 17. And you have, if you start now, you will be much further ahead at 33 than I was because I started at 28. Mm-hmm. You know, or 27 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. doing a podcast. Now, I had worked in radio, so I had other skills, but I've got 15 years of repetitions. Uh, uh, you know, like, think of it as an exercise. I've got 15 years of those reps, and so my podcasting muscles are bigger than yours, mm-hmm. but that's just because I've been at it so long and I stuck with it. Yeah, so, lots of practice. So I think that's the the key, is that people don't realize it's going to be hard. It can be a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. And it can be very worthwhile, but it's also not as easy as people think. Yeah. What was your second question? Um, What are common misconceptions about podcasting? 
Uh, I think we kind of covered those that it's just it's easy to build an audience that you're going to blast it out to your friends and family and they're going to listen. I can tell you with certainty that most of my friends and most of my family do not care I do a podcast and they're not going to listen. I doubt my parents know the name of my podcast. (laughs) You know, like they just, uh, it depends on the parents. Some are very, very supportive. My parents know way too much about my podcast. Right, well that can also be a different problem. Yeah. um, But you... The, the other thing is that people, I think, don't um, put enough vulnerability into what they're talking about. And the way to build an audience is through ma- making people laugh and telling people a story. It may not be telling a story in, in the direct way that you're telling a story, Courtney, on, on Humans of Indy. But through We Are Libertarians, we're telling a story over time about each other and the, the, the friendships that are involved mm-hmm. in that. For podcasting and platforms, the story I'm telling is I am an unfinished product and I'm growing this entire network. And and even though I've got 15 years into this, I'm still learning things every day and I'm mm-hmm. getting better. And this is my story on how to build this business. So it's 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 to do that, you've got to be willing to open up and that can be hard for people. Yeah. So... Uh, on general podcasting, what's what's another question that you've got? Um, I I feel like my biggest concern is that um, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna get I need it that it's like not gonna be enough or I don't know I feel like that's weird to say but like it's gonna fall to the wayside because I have these huge like financial obligations that sure. I just made of going to college and like how to like monetize it or like is that possible or do you have to really just like put in the years of like being broke kind of <laughs> um I, I don't think everybody's as dumb as I am <laughs> in terms of <laughs> of it costing so much I just have high standards in terms uh, but when I started uh, you had to have a board and you had to have a separate recorder and you had to have a bunch of different things. Now you can buy a Zoom H6 that has six, you know, four to six inputs and you can do a great sounding podcast and, and, and everything is in the Zoom and it's $350. Cost me $1,500 for my first set of podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. So technology has made it so much cheaper. Um, is Anchor the one that's f- totally free? Yeah, yeah, it's really easy just on your phone. Like right. You could too. literally record <laughs> anywhere with that. It's awesome. Right. It's convenient. And so Anchor is, uh, you know, it's free. You can do a podcast on your phone and it sounds good. Um, Skype is free. It, it's much cheaper to do it. Uh, I just after a couple years said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a business and to do that I'm going to have to do certain things to make us look, when we were really small, Mm -hmm. you have to do things to make yourself look big, Mm -hmm. you know, and right now we're still small and so one of the things that I've done to make us look big is build a studio in the middle of my apartment, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, this is not exactly, uh, if you bring a girl home, it's it's not exactly... uh, this is I'm a nerd okay and they're gonna have to be accepting of that but uh and it's uncomfortable to have clutter and lights and and things everywhere but it's necessary to get us to the next stage Mm -hmm. so the the reason I've wanted to cut I've wanted to 
end We Are Libertarians at two or three points over the course of the last five and a half years, but I didn't because it's fun. Yeah. You know, and even if I didn't want to do it that week, I knew that if I did not do it, like if I, if I, if I was inconsistent, then when I was into it, mm-hmm. then I would miss it if it were gone in my life. Mm-hmm. So if it's not fun and you're not getting something out of it, then don't do it. But if it's fun and it's um, interesting to you and you're enjoying it, then keep doing it. You know, even it's if like, even if it's once a month. Yeah. So like basically like no matter like how busy I am, like if it's a priority to me, it'll like get done. I- exactly right. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. That's why we do Thursday nights. Everybody knows that on Thursday night at 7 p.m. we're here and we're doing a podcast. And I know I've got to block that out from my schedule. I've, I've, my co-hosts have that night blocked out. Our, our guest, you know, we don't have, uh, we have two different tiers. We have Greg and Kat and I are on every episode, and then we have about twenty other people who kind of rotate through. So I don't burn those people out with time commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not as able to commit to a weekly thing as Kat and Greg and I are. But they all know that it's Thursday nights at seven, mm-hmm. and it's going to last till ten, ten thirty. You know, so. It, it, it is a commitment, and if you are going to commit to do a podcast, an audience will commit back to you, and once the audience has made a commitment to invest in you, then they they deserve to have your end of the commitment held up, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, so how long did you wait, or like how long would you recommend to wait to promote your podcast, like to start promoting it? Because... I feel like when you have one or two episodes and you're kind of unsure about it um, and your confidence in it, should you go ahead and promote it or should you wait till you have like a good handful, excuse uh, me, handful of podcasts? Um, that's a tough decision and I'm sorry for the mic rustling, that's Mittens. She's, uh, she's always a presence when we're doing podcasts. Uh, it's, I waited two three years to promote my podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know because i was very uh i was very much like i don't want to seem braggadocious Mm -hmm. who who made me a political authority like even though i had had i had worked in politics in some level since 2000 and i had done a podcast and i i had been the executive director of the libertarian party for four years and you know i was an authority on libertarian politics I still didn't feel like I had authority. You know, I just now feel that I am able to, like I told you guys this before the show, like I don't feel like I have the right to present myself as an authority on podcasting mm-hmm. until now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so so for me, I've kind of held back, but I've had to get over a lot of that because if you do a product, it, it, it like think of the things that you're passionate about. Like I love Apple. I will promote Apple all day long. Yep, I love Shure. Same here. I love Shure microphones. We use Shure all the time. I love my Mac keyboard. I love the Zoom. I love Fireside. I love these these tools that I use. So I want to promote them and tell people about them. And if you don't if you don't feel the same way about your podcast, then you need to make changes. But if you don't want to promote it because you're shy, then I don't find that to be a valid reason you the whole point of creativity is to be vulnerable on a bigger scale than one-on-one there are going to be people who think your podcasts suck Mm -hmm. i have put up podcasts in the last month that i thought sucked you know and it, it, it 
other people loved it. It was their favorite episode. So you never know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you love your show and you love what you're doing, then you need to tell people about it because nobody, nobody else will in the beginning. Eventually, it'll get to a point where you will have people evangelizing your podcast. So I would tell people about it. I would brag about it. I would post about it. I would ask people to listen to it. And I borderline annoying about it, you know, because it's an important part of my life. It, if it becomes an important part of your life, then you want to share that with your friends and family. And mm -hmm. uh, then other people start talking about it. And then eventually they it turns into a thing, you know? Yeah. So I would promote it and I wouldn't worry about whether or not it's where you want it. It's, it's never going to be finished. Okay. It's never going to be perfect. There hasn't been one episode of the 223 We Are Libertarians where we ended and I thought every single part of that was perfect. Next question. Um, how do you think it's really important to like have concrete release dates? Because I feel like the biggest... I feel like that's one of the biggest struggles is being a high school student and like so much of my day is dedicated to going to school sure. unfortunately well, especially going into college too like you don't know what your schedule is going to be like next year sure. yeah so how do you promise something when you when you're not sure um i promise once a week and we don't do I, we do once a week most of the time but every every quarter every you know we take a fall break or we take a week off Christmas time, we take a couple weeks off. We probably put out 48, 49 shows a year out of the 52. You know, that's still a big commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, I just now am introducing a release date of Monday morning, and I'm only doing that so I can give first access to people that subscribe to us. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, it was usually around Friday is when it would hit, but there wasn't a day where it was like every Friday you're going to get it because... I'm busy too. You yeah. know, I know you guys are high schoolers and I know you're going to go to college and you're very busy, but I'm busy as well and everybody listening is busy and there's always going to be an excuse not to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you, you you can you can rationalize it away or you can just do it and make it a priority and that's what I've done and that's why I've gotten to where I'm at and it's because I make it a commitment and a priority in my life. And consistency is key. Once a week you know, is a, is what is what works best for us. For humans of indie, it may be a monthly release date. Mm -hmm. You may only be able to like Nate DeMeo is in Memory Palace is my favorite podcast probably, and he puts one out. A, he was putting out one a month because that's what he could do. But when he put it out, it wowed me. Mm -hmm. It was so good that I just I looked forward to it. I didn't delete it because even though it was infrequent. And I think that because of the quality of that monthly release instead of a weekly release mm -hmm. is what made his podcast because he put more time and effort into it. Uh, so I, I think it's it's really what you kind of define as long as it's consistent. The key is making promises to your audience and never breaking it. If you're If you're making early on, we were making the promise of a weekly podcast and we were breaking it. And they didn't know or care that I was going through a divorce at the time. They were just mad that they weren't getting their favorite podcast every week. They were getting it twice a month. Mm -hmm. And so I got, I got angry emails, you know. And once I explained the situation, they were nice about it, but I wasn't ready to talk about it on air yet. So, mm -hmm. so it's just about finding that commitment that works for you, making that promise, and then following through. Okay. okay. I was just worried that, like, I can commit 
to like once a week, but I just wanted to make sure that it was okay that it wasn't like every Wednesday or sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's the more consistent you can be, the better. Yeah. But people like to not worry about stuff. They like to just have that spelled out, but mm-hmm. it's not gonna kill you if you if you float the date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you started out, what was the like? When you wanted to connect with people or get people on your podcast, what was the easiest way you did that? Like email, social media, like what was the outlet that you found was most successful for connecting with people? Um, email. Email? Emailing direct, one-on-one communication. Okay. Um, if you're trying to get a guest, email usually works pretty well because everybody checks their email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may check my DMs on Twitter once a week. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. so email usually works. Uh, but if if they don't respond within a week, then maybe try their Twitter or try sending them a Facebook message. Uh, you know, Sarah got a hold of me through Facebook Messenger. I would have gotten. I w- I, pr- I would have responded quicker on Facebook Messenger than email. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you don't get a response in a week, then maybe try a different platform. Okay, it's funny. Um, I was like in class and we had like a 30 minute period and I was like, I was like, oh, like Chris said that I could be on his podcast, but like, um, he like didn't reply to like when, and I was like, should I like say something again? Cause like, I don't want to be annoying. And like, yeah, that's annoying. and then Don's like, no, like be annoying. Like right. I, I want you to show up and him be like, God, you're the most annoying person I've ever met. Right. That's how you need to be like, let me on your podcast. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And like, I was like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like the shift in like perspective i guess because my i guess i've always just kind of been like okay well like if they it's up to them like i don't want to push anyone's buttons but like Mm -hmm. if you want to get something done you like have to right no and it's one of the rules of marketing is that when you think you're annoying someone that's when people are starting to hear you yeah. In in radio, the the by the time you're sick of hearing the song that you've just played over and over and over, the audience is really starting to get into it. Uh, for for the, my end of that communication, I'm really busy, and you're you were lower on my priority list because this project is lower on yeah. my priority list. You know, personal stuff, work stuff, we are libertarian stuff, then this podcast, and all the stuff that is in that bucket is of a lesser priority and I didn't quite know what to do with you yet. Um, so so I, 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 you floating yourself back up to the top of, of my messenger made me go, oh yeah, I gotta deal with this now. I gotta give her an answer, let me reply. I wasn't mad, I didn't think you were annoying. Okay. It was like, oh, thank you for putting yourself back on my radar because I, mm-hmm. I had a loose end here and I needed to tie it up. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody who's high profile that you're going to try and interview on your podcast is going to be busy. Exactly. You know, and you're not being annoying. It's when if you had messaged me, emailed me, called me and shown up, you know, like all in the same day or like tried to rush me. Yeah. Like it's just because it's urgent for you. It doesn't mean it's urgent for me. Yeah. You know, and what you did was great. You didn't bug me and you didn't. It may have been urgent to you, but it wasn't urgent to me. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, let's figure out a time. Let's get this because he's right. You the the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so don't be afraid to put yourself out there because especially being young, you don't feel like anybody should listen to you. You don't feel like anybody should talk to you. You, what do I know? I'm just 17. 
I'm afraid of everything in the world because I'm just a baby. You know, like I, I, it's accurate. Yeah. So what is the world actually? Right. I don't know. I'm insecure. I mean, it's just it's so it. And so the people that are you're interacting with that are 10, 15 years older than you, like it, it, it's it's things are less scary because we haven't had it hasn't happened to us for the first time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah, you, you did great. OK, good. I had a question and I told. Oh, um, on average, from like recording to posting, how long does it take you to edit and put together a podcast average? In the beginning, it would take me an hour for an hour, and it's because I would take these ridiculous lengths of time to edit out every little um and hmm and all that. Like, that's not how conversation works. Mm-hmm. And when you, for for us, the point, the what we do is conversation, and that is we we try to tell stories and give information through through conversation that is funny. Mm-hmm. And by altering that conversation, I made it inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I also was providing a net. I was enabling my co-host and myself. And I was saying to them, don't worry about messing up because I'll, I got you. And when I said to them, I'm not editing anymore and you need to be careful about your ums and your mms and all that, they rose to the occasion. And now the banter between Greg and I, for instance, having done this four years together, uh, it, it's in person, it's a show. <laughs> People remark yeah. on it because it's back and forth. And so now it's literally, I don't edit anything out. I've, I've edited some things recently. Uh, we were beeping and then we stopped beeping uh, because again, it was not our conversation. I say bad words in real life. They say bad words. You guys say bad words at seventeen. Maybe not. Maybe not. Courtney. She seems very nice. I cuss like a sailor. Sarah, on the other hand, uh, I don't. I don't think Courtney's ever said a bad word. But uh, it, it's. It depends on the, the yeah, situation. If like, I get riled up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But you, you know, it's. It's how we speak to each other, and so mm-hmm. I want it to come across like you're hanging out with friends. Yeah, and that's what people say all the time is the best part of our podcast is that it's like hanging out with friends. Yeah, and now I I, I will I edited one part out that I felt was just too blue. Um, it was uh just it was me, and it was just too uh too raunchy, and I'm trying to clean it up a little bit and uh try and make us less that way and it just wasn't funny there wasn't mm-hmm. it just wasn't good and so i just took that five minute section out um but that's the first time i've really edited anything you know rarely do we have something like we had a spill on the table a month ago and so we had to pause and then i had to seal those together so uh, I get the audio. I cut off the ends and the beginnings. I clean up whatever little you know spills or stops there are. I I I have a pre-built Adobe Audition uh, shell session that I use. I pop that up. I you know I run some compression on it, put it into the thing, export it, upload it. It probably takes me another. 30 to 60 minutes depending per week to edit and upload and distribute the podcast so 
there there's less time involved in what we do because it's because I've designed it that way. Yeah. I don't want a big workflow. I don't want to do an yeah. NPR pod, I don't want to do an NPR podcast because that's too much work and I mm-hmm. don't have the time for it. If I were doing this full time, we'd probably give it give it a shot. But I, I I just don't that's not what we do best. Yeah. So and it, it will it will take you longer. It may being younger and just starting out with the editing, it may mm-hmm. take you two hours to an hour, you know, for one hour. And then but you'll get faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Technology is definitely like out of everything that goes into it, my like biggest technology in me, like I know I'm a millennial, but right. no, we don't mix. Like I'd write ledgers on pigeons if I could. Or like <laughs> not on pigeons, but like right. delivered. Yeah. Via pigeon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like I've I thought I deleted a podcast one time because like I use um a uh not Adobe uh, Audacity Audacity. Mm-hmm. And like I hit like an X or something and the whole thing went away and I was like <laughs> where did she go? But then I was like, Oh, like I just have to pull the screen back over. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I always before I do anything, I always download just like the rough, because I know I'll delete it if I like, I don't know. If right. you don't back it up, you'll delete it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah rough. Or like the whole on Wednesday with the audio not recording, like it's literally just because like, I guess I don't understand the equipment and like technology and <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's and that's why I always recommend Zoom recorders. Like this is 150 bucks, this little black one and an H2 and. And it's so dummy proof. It's literally <laughs> so easy to use. Uh, then the Zoom H6 is is just as easy, but it's more expensive. It's it's two hundred dollars more at three fifty. But it, it's like even you, Sarah, could operate this equipment. <laughs> so you don't you know you don't Full need to proof. get into where where we're at and like with processors and a board. Yeah. And I have a Mackie SFX sixteen and. You know, there's three processors down there, and I don't even have them sounding good yet. I mean, it's on yeah. it's on my list to do. Like, even even in this podcast, I'm hearing things in my headphones going, oh, "I hate that. I gotta fix that. I gotta," you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's it. There's a learning curve, but you know, yeah. if uh, that's why it's so expensive, because there's more, <laughs> yes. always more toys to play. Yeah, and I think that's important that there are learning curves, and people can see your progress too. Yeah. Like if. Like, going back to a couple questions ago, um, I feel like if you wait until you feel like it's professional enough, you're doing something wrong. Like, I feel like you need to see that growth and your audience needs to see that growth yeah. in your podcast. I think that's important. It, 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 we've also given them an opportunity to invest in that growth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's partially it's that we are very honest about how uh we're we're every at the end we end every podcast with and we promise to do better next time because that's we're always trying to progress Mm -hmm. and you know i make mistakes all the time like the mevo camera shut off halfway through this so there will be no video of this podcast well at the end i can sit here and stew about that and be mad about it and like stop the the flow of the conversation and fix that and you know what it's just there's just not going to be video like because it's at the beginning of the project Next time I've learned my lesson, I will make it, you know, there, there's, even as a professional who works, I upload over 110 podcasts a week. Uh, I make a mistake every day at my job, you know? Mm-hmm. I do this for a living and I make yeah. a mistake every day. Like, that's just humanity. Yeah, exactly. So, but by, by saying we want to get better, donate to our wish list, 
donate through PayPal. Help us buy this equipment. Here's why we need it. Here's what we're going to use it for. The audience at every turn has stepped up and helped me offset those costs. That's awesome. Instead of, and they get more... They get more and more into the show. The more, if you're giving somebody $5 a month, then you're more invested in that show. Yeah, that's awesome that they're investing in it. Right. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it because I'm really good at the podcast stuff. I'm really good at libertarian stuff and media. And I'm trying to create more libertarians. They may not be. They may be really good accountants or mm -hmm. really good, you know, okra growers or whatever you know what i mean like yeah and so for them it's a better use of their time and money to just hand me the money and then build the tools that creates more libertarians so it, it's it, it, and i would never have had the benefit had i not gotten over my own pride and said this now costs me two hundred dollars a month to run it now in 2017 as of august whatever this is <laughs> it cost me five hundred dollars a month to run the we yeah. are libertarians network you know, <laughs> and it. so, but that's because I am constantly trying to evolve the mm -hmm. back end and what we do. And, and so the audience now is covering that. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you have people constantly investing in it because they're promised content and they enjoy the content. And so it's like, it's like a cycle. And I think it's like a good community. Right. You've built a community versus just, just a following that likes to listen to you. They're now invested in it and feels they feel like they're a part of it i think yeah so i think i think it's awesome every, every time i post on anchor i um i usually talk until the four minute mark because they're like five minute podcasts mm -hmm. and then the at like four minutes i'm like all right guys like please send me your feedback because like i need to know what you guys are thinking and like the way that anchor works i feel like it's like a really good community to like give each other quick feedback and mm -hmm. or like i'll be like go listen to humanitarian and let me know what you guys are thinking like leave me a comment like i like, I want people to tell me what they're thinking because, like, like getting no reaction, I feel like, is almost, be like, worse than getting, like, it, even, like, it's worse than, like, yeah. hate mail. Like, yeah. just nothing. I'm like, I, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, I think the skill to be able to take um, criticism well and want, you know, the people to be like, hey, this sucked. No one liked it. And to be able to take that and flip it around and learn from it. I think that's important when you're making a podcast. You know, you have to be able to adapt to people. You can't just sit there and think that you know it all. Yeah, I, I feel like the first, like I don't know. I just don't think you're gonna get anywhere if you think that you're like so much higher than everybody else. Yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's, exactly. It, you, there's a you have to strike a good balance between mm -hmm. knowing knowing you're awesome and <laughs> knowing that you're awful. Like like. <laughs> okay, first of all. First, why <laughs> now, Courtney? What was that shadiness? What did you just? Okay, well, like. I am a very confident person. Uh -huh. Like yes. I think that I am pretty amazing. But like I also it really just depends on what the feedback is. Like it depends on the subject, not the feedback. Right. Like there are definitely things that you can keep your opinion to yourself because I don't want to hear it. Like right. um like what I'm gonna choose to eat for dinner. Like I know that it's high in carbs, Courtney. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations okay. for eating okay. a salad. Okay, but like no, I for other things, like I don't care. Like, okay. I don't know. Now, we don't have to have this. Do we need a therapy session? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say, I think Sarah is a re like a good representation of the balance. She's confident. In oh, I thought you were going to say no, that I'm no. like narcissistic. Or no, something. no, 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 no. Okay. She's, she's good. And but she's also sensitive. Is that maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's confident in herself enough to know that what she's posting is good content and that it's out there for a reason and she wants to make an impact and I think that's awesome but on the other end she takes criticism well and she wants that feedback she like 
she needs that feedback and she's not offended by it she's not like too sensitive in that way which i think is important and i think she's a good representation of it yeah so, like when you see youtubers like like gosh this is my least favorite thing about youtube <laughs> is when they dedicate an entire video to like crying about hate mail right. and like or like no she did trisha paytas because she's like my queen and i love her <laughs> but like she she lets it get to her right. like mm-hmm. and she says that she doesn't but she really does and like almost lying to yourself like that it makes it worse mm-hmm. like it's, when yeah. people tell you that you're fat and you're ugly and you'll never you're like making trash content like you should literally just continue to do what you're doing to just spite them like why would you let that you're, you're making a whole video encouraging more hate absolutely and it's yeah. like you just have to be you're like inviting it at that point yeah like yeah. you're asking for people to continue to point out these things because they know that it hurts your feelings so they're doing that to get to you and so it's like like i just don't even care like when people tell me that people are talking about me at school i'm like cool like right i literally don't care at all if, yeah. if you are if you were going to pop your head out of the groundhog hole in any way shape or form in the internet age you're going to get negative feedback. Mm. And the bigger you get, the more successful you get, the more negative feedback you're going to get. The the more people will have an opinion that you don't care about. I, I mean, it's it's just the nature of it. And, and I work uh, at a, a nationally syndicated radio show that is the most successful radio show probably in history in several different things in, yeah. in, in categories. And people are jealous. You know, and uh, you know, I it's people haven't progressed past high school. I got bad news for you. <laughs> yep. At thirty, at thirty three, I can tell Thanks you that when you're sitting there at thirty three, you're going, "What am I in high school?" <laughs> and we will be in the nursing home and going, "What am I in high school?" Like, mm-hmm. and that's why high school is so important is because you you're just sitting here going, uh, you, oh, "I'm cannot wait to get out of high school because it's going to be so much more grown up in college, and it's so much worse because of the alcohol." But uh, like, I mean, is it though? Yeah, <laughs> is it really? But um. like, it's it really is. Uh, you're gonna get negative feedback, and anytime you do anything that is creative, and you're you're sensitive about it because you're vulnerable. You're being more vulnerable, and it's just it's it can be difficult. So next, what's your next question? Um, like, I think, um, what you, you said, how, like, the video turned off my first podcast, like, my goal is to record them and kind of make these, like, infomercials on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then, like, direct them to my podcast. Right. And so, um, just, like, do you have any tips for, like, do you edit your videos, or do you just kind of, like, shoot them out there, like, cold cut? Both. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is this is what we do at my day job. Um, you know, I, I never want to use it to to promote myself, but like I, I work for the Bob and Tom Show, and we have a full stream of the show that paid users get to watch. Yeah. And they get access to the archive video, and then we chop that up for for content. And it's basically, in my view, content marketing. We're taking two to three highlights of that day's show that are anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes. I've just posted a 40-minute video the other day because it was a really great guest who's really popular, and people will sit there on YouTube and watch it like TV, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, But I just posted a 50-second clip on Instagram earlier of the video this morning on a Sunday morning. So 
Uh, at We Are Libertarians, we're recording all of the video, and I'm doing three things with it. I'm posting the full video. Uh, I'm I'm we're live streaming it, and then I take that live stream file and put it on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're now live streaming for our subscribers, and then, uh, but later on, we're going to put the video out. Like on Monday mornings, the full video will go out of that streaming file that is produced by the Mevo camera. I have two Canon R70s that are just two $250 cameras that produce, if they're static and it's a well-lit situation like this, they produce good video. And I post that full file, I post each individual segment, and then I pull out highlights. I'm woefully behind. I'm like five episodes behind because it just it takes so long to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now the problem is that the, the content isn't going to be relevant for six months from now, but taking those little highlights, those little 30 second to two minute clips that I can then put out on social media, more people, because some people will watch the whole show. Mm -hmm. Some people want to use YouTube for longer content and they use it like TV on their, on their Roku. Other people want to watch a 30 second thing that is going to make them laugh, Mm -hmm. you know, and Video is probably the most powerful tool to market your podcast, and it is incredibly important. And I wish, if I had anything to do over, I wish I would have started video from the beginning and continued to build that channel. Whatever channel you invest in is what will grow. And so... If you, if you invest in the audio podcasting channel, that will grow, but at the same time, your second tier platform should probably be a video service like YouTube. And so you build subscribers, you build build that platform out. Because six years later, I'm trying to play catch up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And had I done that secondary channel the whole time, yeah. it'd be much more robust than it is now for us. Yeah. Okay, uh, do you recommend that I get off Anchor and get onto SoundCloud and Facebook more? Like, do you think that's... Um, I've never seen Anchor. I, I've never used Anchor. I wouldn't. Anchor's I w- new. It's yeah. It's new. It's kind of like it's quick, which is why I don't. I'm I'm wondering if I should get off it because it's almost like a hey, I'm in the car, really quick update. Right. Whereas like SoundCloud and posting to your Facebook page is more. I thought this out. I edited it. It's mm-hmm. more polished. So I, I don't know. I believe in putting your content in as many places as possible. So for We Are Libertarians, I have a subscription. I use Fireside.fm as my main podcast host. And uh, that is what feeds the majority of the people that listen to us. I have a SoundCloud account where I post all the audio there as well. Um, I also post it to the back end of my website as an archive copy. And in case I ever needed to go back to self-hosting. I have a Spreaker account. It goes on to Spreaker, uh, which is sort of a broadcasting, podcasting thing. Um, I've not looked at Anchor. It's something that I'd probably look at and try. Uh, we're on YouTube. There are a ton of people who listen to podcasts on YouTube. It's really, really weird. Like they, yeah. their, their firewall prevents them from listening any other way, and so they listen on YouTube. Hmm. And we've we get a ton of listen. We get a couple hundred an episode on YouTube, really per podcast, and it's literally a static image of the audio. And I use tunes2tube.com to export from SoundCloud over to that. Hmm. That's actually a really good idea. I know. Yeah. I never thought about that. I like that. Because that's the world's second largest search engine. And so people go and search for really? a topic, and huh. then they it's natural discovery. That's how I found one of my best co-hosts, Harry. 
he found us on on uh, YouTube, and so start and he started listening. So I use Tunes to Tube and put every one of our episodes up there. Um, I I would not go to SoundCloud, and here's my warning for people: SoundCloud's business model is unsound. Anchor's business model is unsound. When you are when you are giving out bandwidth for free or way underpricing bandwidth, it will eventually catch up with you, and you've got to figure out a way to make money. That's why Facebook is king and Twitter is garbage in, in terms of digital advertising. Facebook figured out a way to make money on it and is doing a great job of making money. Same with YouTube. And Twitter is still struggling. SoundCloud is dangerously close to going out of business. Really? And I don't, I, I don't trust using that as my main podcast host. Okay. Anchor is something that is... If it's anytime you have a self-contained environment, that's why I don't use Spreaker as my main host, but we have a presence there because it's all self-contained and it's got its own little community. Yeah. I try to put us in those different communities, but I'm also trying to build my own community. Um, I never try to rely on a different service. So I, I would look at something more permanent like a Libsyn or a Fireside.fm or a Blueberry and, and PowerPress I would not go to something like Squarespace where they're, they're, uh, their main goal is to build a website for you and they do podcasting. Okay. Something like Libsyn or Fireside does podcasting full-time. That's my problem with SoundCloud is they don't invest in their podcast service because they're trying to be a music service. Mm-hmm. So, But I have us there because it's a community and it can help us get discovered mm-hmm. yeah. when people are searching yeah. for certain things. So, uh, so- I, I would be on as many channels as you possibly can to be okay. discovered. If, but it takes some money eventually to kind of do that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm spending fifty dollars a month on various subscriptions to make sure that people can find us or use us in any way they want. Mm-hmm. If you're a Stitcher person, I want to make sure we're on Stitcher. Yeah. So just more exposure. Yep. So um, when me and Don were talking about um, like where to put these things, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I went with SoundCloud is because like um I'm I was just worried that people would like get confused on how to get to it. Mm-hmm. So um like in SoundCloud like people know what that is. Right. And um I think he talked about Libsyn. Um and is that like a is that a subscription too or do they have like the free uh, it, like, it is a subscription and that's and so somebody said to the Libsyn CEO it's like Hey, can you match SoundCloud's pricings? We pricing we want to switch, and he's like, "Well, no, that's why they're going out of business." Is because, so, I I think if you're in the beginning, but I I'm not anti SoundCloud. I I use SoundCloud for Bob and Tom as our yeah. free podcast. Our free podcast is on SoundCloud. You know, we pay for the annual subscription. Um, I like it, and I think that if you're just starting out and you you want to get a feel, because it's going to take you some time to figure out how you want to do the show, what how you want to structure it how how you want these things to work if you want to do a show yeah there's no reason for you to have paid to do it's lit yeah because you didn't like doing it yeah you know and so if you had spent a hundred dollars over the course of several months figuring that out for an audience of probably 10 15 people that's a hundred dollars it's better to use a free service like anchor till you kind of figure it out yeah you know so i i'm but once you kind of get for for us you know, we were on the back end of my Bluehost website forever, and that's not how you're supposed to host podcasts. I'm amazed we didn't get shut down, but it wasn't going away, and I could see a big surge of traffic coming our way, so I switched us to a professional host. 
and uh, it's once you have a proven product, that's when you should switch to something that is paid. Okay. But but use SoundCloud by all means to kind of get your bearings, but make sure you keep backups of everything. Okay. Because if they were to go out of business tomorrow, close down, you know, like RDO went out of business and they closed down and it was less than a month, wow. you know? And so if you're not doing your podcast anymore and they closed down and you didn't hear the news and then you go to get your files, oops. <laughs> Uh-oh. So make yeah. sure that anytime you're using something that's free, you're getting what you're paying for. Keep backups of all that stuff. Okay. And um, by host, do you mean like the Libsyn and the SoundCloud website? Right. Okay. Where you, basically where you put the file so other people can access it. Okay. And you don't find that people like, like are not as motivated to go find it because it's not easy to like access or? Um, for us, it's, we use fireside.fm and it has a, it has out of all the podcast hosts, it's $20 a month. It has a beautiful front page website. It's super easy to use, super easy to embed into our WordPress site. Uh, I, uh, we have a website. I mean, that's, and, and we have a, a full brand, a yeah. full media company, so to, so to speak, essentially okay. at this point. And so for me, it's, 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 I share the, the WordPress page on Facebook and market that. Okay. Most people listen through their podcast app on iTunes. Okay. On their podcast app or mm-hmm. iTunes. So that's how most people listen to a show. It, it, you're, what your problem is that you're trying to solve is more promotional. Yeah. How do I market this? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I would recommend to anybody use Wix. Build yourself a Wix site. It's really cheap. It's really easy. You can build I one in a day. One. Yeah. Yeah. What what I always tell people is invest in building something that you control. I control my email. I control my website. It, it doesn't matter if Facebook or Twitter or whatever shuts down tomorrow. People know that wearelibertarians.com is the place that they can go to find us. You know, because Facebook consistently messes with people and changes things, you know, but you own your email and you own your website. So, okay. Invest in marketing something you own and control. So instead of pr- pushing people to a Facebook page, we don't know that Facebook's going to exist in two years, you know, yeah. but you can guarantee that your website your wo- will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's do d- two more questions and then w- then we'll wrap up. Okay. D- is, do you ha- How many questions do you guys have? I want to answer all of them and I'll probably put it into two different, two different shows. I don't know if I have any more questions. I feel like we've... Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's everything. All right, cool. Well, then we'll wrap it up. All right. All right. So uh, let's let's wrap up. Thank you, guys. You guys have been great guests. When uh, they said <laughs> when Don recommended I talk to two high schoolers, I was like, oh, boy, this could be a really <laughs> rough first episode. But you guys have been great. Thank um, you. So I want to... You know, we've mentioned Sarah, the humanitarian... But give us an idea of what you're doing there so people can go and listen to it and check it out. Um, so the humanitarian is kind of just like it says. It's, it's in a nutshell, promoting the welfare of your community through knowledge and um, really bringing um, things that aren't mainstream to the mainstream media. And we have our media is so bombarded with politics and what is Trump doing and what is Trump going to do and what's Trump going to say. And... Um, I feel like there's so much more out there than just what Trump is doing and what's what's Korea doing. And 
there are health things like um, processed meats, like hot dogs and lunch meat. They they're a group one carcinogen. Like they're just as bad for you as like smoking. And people don't know that. Like that is not common knowledge, and it should be common knowledge because sure. you're you're ingesting a group one carcinogen, and um, there's and then companies that are promoting things like that and um, there's a lot of really great documentaries and just like kind of things like that to promote that to the mainstream and um, kind of just change the way that we look at knowledge and um, try to like find those kinds of things. Cool. All right. Great. And where can people find it? Um, right now it's on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash the humanitarian. Okay. And then uh, social media, how can people follow you if they um, want? I use pretty much only Twitter right now to promote it, and it's um, at Sarah Schaefer 50. Uh, Spell that for people, because there's so <laughs> many different spellings of the both of those. Um, it's S-A-R-A-H-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R 50. 50, like all right. Five zero, not F-I-F-T. Yeah, five zero. <laughs> Fiddy, F-I-D-D-Y. Because um, the reason that it's 50 is because when I reach the age of 35, which is when you're eligible to become president... If there are only, if the president's only one for one term, I'll be the 50th president if I get inaugurated on in my 35th birthday. You really want to be president, <laughs> knowing how awful oh, that job is. Oh, it's her end goal. She's like, been this way since, since seventh like, grade. Yeah, seventh or eighth grade. I've just like, and it's also like, oh been my the gosh, president. Her passion for Did you take insane. a trip to D.C.? Yeah. Yep. Is that what did it? Um. Well, originally, or I, was it Leslie Nope? <laughs> it was really like me. Like there was nobody where I just was like, I want to, but um. Everything, all of my, like, career aspirations have always just been, like, there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. Right. And so I feel like it's more of, like, the platform, I feel like, is, like, the, everyone knows who the president is. Sure. And everyone who's been the president doesn't take advantage of their platform. <laughs> right. And the it. voice that they have. And it's, like, like, things like the oceans and the acidification and, like, like, they just need to be addressed and nobody with that huge platform like kim kardashian needs to talk about ocean acidification people need to know these things not her earring being lost in the ocean yes. <laughs> and so it's like it's the platform and it's the change and like it's the outreach and it's about making the world a better place yeah right and that's what the government's for but let me right tell now. you i've worked in politics uh at, at the highest level i'll ever want to work <laughs> podcasting is just as effective as politics so Continue growing your media outlet. It's very good. Okay. Uh, and Courtney, how do you how what tell us about your podcast? So basically, I discovered the guy who did Humans of New York a while ago, and I was so curious as to how something so simple caught on so quick. Mm -hmm. He just found a random person, took their picture, and asked them for their story. And I think it's so interesting to discover people of your community and see the difference between everybody. And I kind of want to do that for um, Indianapolis and basically all of Indiana, just because even though we're just one state, there's so many different things and so many different things that people do and are involved in. And um, I also want to incorporate uh, small businesses in Indy that aren't discovered yet, that are making an impact, but aren't quite there yet. And I think through podcasting, helping them get discovered and helping just kind of everyone be aware of what is in their community and kind of getting away from just, oh, well, there's these people and these people, you know, there's all these different types of people all doing something. And yeah, I just think it'd be cool if everybody could know what they're walking around 
with so cool and uh how can people find the podcast so i promote it uh, mainly on twitter right now and it's courtney c-o-r-t-n-e-y underscore magson m-a-g-s-o-n okay and uh and then are you both on itunes i'm trying so hard but the like application the biggest thing is the pixelation of my picture Uh i don't know how to fix that (laughs) like pixelation i can can help you okay like i I'm technology. Let me just say, I'm good at technology. I if, love technology. If you're not on iTunes, you're not a you're not a podcast yet. It's it's like when, when if you look at our stats, 94 percent of our listens come from iTunes. <laughs> really? Yeah. And like 90 percent of those come from the Apple Podcast app on iOS. Hmm. So it is it is extremely important to go to Apple Podcast Connect and get signed up there. So help her. You help. <laughs> okay. Her. Yeah. You I, help I, her I need to get you, on. Yeah. We need to help each like, other. Like I, I need to get on iTunes too. It, but like. It says like my picture is like too big or something, and I don't uh, know how to fix oh, that. Oh, I can help you with that. It's literally it's just the technology. Yep, yep. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Got you. All right, cool. So, and make sure you get on the Google Play Store and submit it to Stitcher as well. Okay. And uh, th- then you'll be gravy. That'll be good. So <laughs> ev- pretty much everybody else uses the Apple's I- Apple iTunes directory. That's one reason it's so important. Like I use Downcast as my podcast app, and they pull from the iTunes uh, library. And so that's how people can find us. So very good. So we will, uh, We I thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. Oh, thank Thanks you. for having us. You two I are, love this opportunity. It you two awesome. are very, very sweet girls who are trying to make the world a better place, and I like that a lot. Thanks. So p- please go <laughs> support them and, and uh, follow what they're doing. And if you have a podcast that needs uh, saved, if you need podcast salvation, then please <laughs> send me an email at chris at podcastingandplatforms.com. Or uh, spangle at weirdlibertarians.com and uh, we'll we'll chat and you can come on and you can ask me a bunch of questions and we'll try and figure out all the problems on your podcast and uh, any type of uh, any type of platform or podcasting issue. I, I want to talk to you and see if we can't help you as, as we've helped uh, Sarah and Courtney. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Podcasting and Platforms. You can learn more at podcasting and podcastingandplatforms.com. And please, if you enjoyed this, share with your friends. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.